Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. All right, everybody, I'm going to start us off with a high five, and that is to the new year. Um, We are going to be talking about our favorite tips and tricks and hacks and fun New Year's goal stuff today, and I just love a new year. I really love Christmas, but you guys know I'm not that much of a winter gal. Um, So New Year's Eve and Christmas morning are like spectacular, but honestly the overall holiday season is like a little much for me. It's like a lot of stuff, and it's a lot of unscheduledness. Like, all... It's not really the schedule. It's more the um, all-overness. It's just, like, uh, yeah. kind of crazy. And by, like, the second or third day after Christmas, I'm just, like, ready for the new year. And then it comes, and that's great. So I'm just excited for every... I love taking down my Christmas decorations, and it's all clean, and I love having a schedule and goals, and I just love all that. So I'm excited for the new year. That's mm-hmm. good. That's my fact. Yeah. Um... That's funny. I've never heard anybody say they like taking down Christmas decorations. That's a first. But you like it just because oh, it just keeps it so clean. clean. I so kind nice. of dread it. It's like unpacking from a trip. I'm yeah. like, oh, I know I need to do it, but I don't really want to. I like it once they're down, but I don't enjoy taking them down. <laughs> yeah. Mine also takes like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, my, I don't have tons either, but I do have more this year than I But I know had. growing up in your household is... <laughs> Quite a traumatic event. Yeah, day long process. Parker still. We all still have like talks. PTSD from it. <laughs> I live. I was living at the parents' house last year, and I happened to be there the day they were putting up Christmas decorations. And of course, you know, I felt obligated to help. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I forgot. This is so much work. It's literally like a two day affair. It's crazy. But anyway, but I do love Christmas. Anyway, um, okay. So mine is a high five. So this week. So a couple months ago, we did an episode on apologies, and I think about it a lot, actually, like either about apologizing too often, like about nothing, and I feel like sometimes I'll find myself like wanting to say sorry, and I'm like, don't do it, but I had an experience this last week where I was like, oh, I feel like I did that, like that was right, like that was the right thing, so it was like a good pat on the back for myself, so my high five is that I feel like I was able to implement a good apology because... I was late getting back. Um, Cameron was watching Emmett for me before work, and he was going going in late to work for me, and I had lost track of time, and so I was getting back later, and he, like, had a meeting. Anyway, he had a thing, and he, like, didn't make a big deal out of it at all, but, like, I got back, and I was like, crap, like, I know I was late. He had, like, left, and I was like, man, and I felt bad about it. And I thought, like, but I was, I, like, found myself, like, wanting to justify. I was like, but I was late because, you know, like, I felt like I had a pretty good reason why I was late. But then I, like, remembered when we talked about, it was Harriet Lerner, right? You channeled Harriet. I channeled Harriet. And I thought, like, (laughs) it doesn't really matter my reasons. I just, like, I just need to give a good apology because I am sorry about that. Even though I feel like I had some good reasons why. And so I just, like, stopped myself and I told him, like, hey, I just want to sincerely apologize. I know that me being late resulted in you being late to your thing, and so I'm sorry about that. And, of course, he was like, 
thanks for saying that. Like, I'm not mad at all. Like, thank you so much. And it was great. And it was like a really good thing. And I feel like it was like a good experience for both of us. But I sometimes find myself, even like in that situation, it was like, but I want him to know that like, you know, I do, you know, like I do care about this and this and this, but it was just good. And I was able to like stop myself and just leave it at a good apology, not give any reasons or justifications. So it was a good high five for me. I felt like I, I implemented a good apology in that way. So it's good. Yeah. That's a hard, it's hard sometimes because you just want to, your ego wants to explain all the things. Yeah. So that's a real high five. Yeah. It was good. So good. That kind of inspires me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. My high five is that there is an acro trick called an in locate to hand hand that I have been wanting for so long. I did it once before the COVID quarantine started once and then I lost it. And then I had like a little thing go wrong and I have had a mental block now for like, I don't know, four months and I have not been able to do it. And I've been scared, like actually scared. And yesterday for the first time, I got it like seven times in a row feeling like actually solid for the first time in my whole acro life. So in acrobats, that is my, it's been my long-term goal now for like over a year. So So I finally have it like solid and I'm so pumped for us people who don't haven't really experienced acrobats what can you just like briefly describe what it is uh yeah and I'll post it on my Instagram too today so you can go look at it there if you want but um it's where you stand the base is standing and the flyer is standing and you're both facing the same direction and then they like bring your hands out down and then you flip up into hand hand so you're jumping straight up and then flipping kind of through yourself into like tucking into a handstand on kind of, their hands. Kind of backwards. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So it looks like you're jumping up and backwards doing like a kind of somersault. A little, yeah. yeah somersault. Like a little flip into a handstand. Yeah. It's really you said you're cool. facing each other or you're both facing You're facing way. away. You're, like you're both facing the same direction. Okay. Okay. Got it. But you end up in hand hand facing each other. Got it. So you're like flipping through. Cool. So anyway, I am like, I was actually like shaking almost. Like, like my knees were like shaking. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I finally actually felt it like good so that's awesome i love that i'm like still on a high from it that's so great it's such a fun time to come up with what what do we want our life to be like and i know for some people it can be overwhelming also because i mean everybody jokes about new year's goals how people make them and they keep them for a day (laughs) and then they stop right the gym i mean like anybody who goes to the gym regularly knows the gym's packed for the first two weeks of january and then it fades again so So our goal here is not to overwhelm you with a bunch of things that are going to make you just like try to commit something and then not do it. The whole point of this conversation is to inspire you to choose something to implement that actually has a lasting change and not to overwhelm you with um, just tons and tons of ideas. So uh, my recommendation for you in this episode would be to listen and choose something that resonates with you the thing that resonates with you the most and try it out. Um, but not try to do all of it at once because that's where we sometimes just let it go by the wayside when we are trying to do everything at once. So for me, I actually like to set my big, um, like accomplishment goals in the springtime because the energy of the spring is more conducive to me. Um, the winter is kind of more of a hibernation time. So when I think of new year's goals for me, I always think of like becoming goals, kind of like, who am I deep down? And so I only have 
two things that I focus on at New Year's. And the first thing I focus on is a word. I just choose a word that I want to kind of embody my year. And again, it's like a deep down, just who do I want to be this year? My word last year was connected. And we actually, with my little family, we every year, we're doing it this weekend, we go to a little overnighter. It's a staycation. It's literally a hotel that's half an hour away from our house. And we talk about um, our two things we focus on at the New Year's. And the first one is the word. And we all, we do a little thing called, it's called My Intent. I can link the website. It's just a company that they give you these cute little like metal um, they're like washers and then these little stamps that you actually like hammer it in. It's the kissing is so fun because you're actually like hammering into metal your word mm. and then you put it on a little bracelet or a necklace. Mm. So you're actually wearing your word, which is oh, really cool. fun. And so the kids think that's so fun and they all choose a word also. And Okay, so it's not like a family word. You each have an individual word. We do individual words. Cool. So I have until this weekend to decide what my word is for the new year and I think my word is going to be present or real and I'm not sure which one I need to do some soul searching about it to see what Mm -hmm. I want my word to be but the nice thing about having just one word it isn't something that it isn't like a to-do list right it's a becoming thing it's just a literally when you focus on it's like a mantra it's just something you can focus on all the time and on a daily basis think so my word last year connected I can think am I connected and as soon as I ask myself that question I can think of for my core people I am not super connected right now to these important people, right? Maybe I'm feeling connected to three of my kids, but there's like a little something missing with my fourth. And it makes me realize that day I need to spend some extra time reaching out and connecting, right? Hmm. Or am I feeling isolated? What does that mean? It usually means I'm on my phone too much. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's a nice thing to be able to just focus on every day throughout the whole year. And it's not overwhelming. And it's not a to-do list you can fail at. It's literally just bringing your focus to something. So I like that in a really really non-overwhelming way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. I've never done that before, but I think I'm going to adopt that. I really love that. Um, I like it too because when I was thinking about talking about goals, I was thinking a lot about Atomic Habits and James Clear. And I love what he says. There's a quote that I love from him that that he talks about the difference between making outcome-based habits where it's like an outcome where it's like if you don't get it, then it almost feels like you failed. But versus an identity-based habit, and that sounds like what you're doing. It's like, this is the identity that I want to become. And so it's like, it's not even like there's necessarily like a time limit on it either. It's just that is who you're becoming, and so everything that you're doing, kind of that helps you like center in. I love that. Yeah, his quote that I love says, with outcome-based habits, the focus is on what you want to achieve. With identity-based habits, the focus is on who you wish to become. So I just love that, like focusing on who we wish to become. And I think... One of my tips is kind of on that. Like, I think first thinking of, like, who, what, what we want to be, and then making goals or habits based on that. I think that's probably one of my biggest tips because I think it's just a lot easier to succeed and feel successful. Um, I was listening to a friend recommended um, a podcast by Rachel Hollis, and she talks about goal making and so um there was a few things that she said there and then I loved in Atomic Habits a few things so I think when I think of goals like those are two inspirations that I have kind of this year um so one of them is like thinking about where you want to be in 10 years and then just like writing everything like 10 dreams that you want to make 
who you want to become happen. And then just picking one, maybe two, to focus on, like, as you're making goals. Because I think my thing is, is, like, I love making goals. But my problem is I think sometimes I make too many. And I get, like, a little overzealous. And then I either end up – I might do really well for the first couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you just can't focus on so many. Mm-hmm. And so my main thing mm-hmm. is picking – one because my thing is is once you've mastered one then you can add another one like Mm -hmm. I think about yeah something that I really wanted to do you know years ago was I wanted to like have the habit of reading my scriptures or for someone else might be like reading something inspirational maybe reading more every day and so once I like got that into a habit now that's become part of my routine like brushing my teeth like I don't ever miss it it's just part of my routine and so now it's Mm -hmm. easier to add other habits on that I want to because that's become a thing so I think for me that's another thing of just picking one, maybe two things that's going to make maybe the biggest impact on you right now. Because I think that helps me focus of like, okay, what's going to make the biggest impact on my life right now? And then pick that and focus on it. And once you implement it enough and it becomes a habit, then you can add something else that's going to have the highest impact. But you've already like put the work into making that and it becomes a routine. Yes. Isn't that called, there's a term for that. Foundational habits is what's coming to my mind, but there's another one key habits they're like habits that when you get them and once they're solid they're so easy to build on Mm -hmm. and they make a huge 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 difference in your life Mm -hmm. anyway i don't know what the name sounds right because but it is like that hump to overcome like if you if you've never had a practice of working out or meditation meditating or whatever the things are you want to build it's really hard but then once you have it as a foundation it just gets exponentially easier and you can change it and you can add different goals to it, but for sure. Yeah, I really like that. Um, So I feel like we're all in the same kind of vein here with stuff on maybe being a little more gentle to ourselves. And I can say that's not usually my like style coming into the new year. I'm also like a goal setter. I really love just, you know, having a jillion things I'm working towards and I don't, I don't feel overwhelmed by it usually either. I kind of am just like, oh, this is exciting. But um, being in a season with a lot of kids and then, you know, I feel like this year has affected a lot of our psyches in some way. Mm -hmm. We're all a little like, whew, that was a lot. (laughs) Yes. Like we need a little rest. A little whelmed. (laughs) Yeah, a little whelmed. (laughs) Um, And so the first thing I thought of when I was thinking about this episode was, to accept that um, we are all imperfect and flawed and that is something that is just a condition of being human and it's not bad. Like, it's not something that we should try to fix. Um, I think our society often makes us feel otherwise, especially as women maybe. Mm -hmm. And so if I flip it in my mind and I can celebrate that, means that I can grow because I'm not perfect because perfect really is limiting like perfectionism is so limiting and it's not that you know you're thinking you're perfect but if you have the perception in your mind that failure is bad or that being anything less than like my house is clean and I meal plan perfectly and I look really good all the time (laughs) and I go to the gym every single day I mean if we can change our mindset and see that whoa, this is a really cool opportunity that I'm imperfect because I can have goals and I can grow. And that means that life is this process of like a beginner's mind where 
It, it like makes me, if I change my mindset, it seems so fun. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many things yes. that I can do. So that's my first tip is to switch your mindset. Take that burden off that we have to be perfect. And can I just add to that? I think a lot of people feel like they should be at a different place in their life where they are right now. So they feel like, well, I can't have a beginner's mindset because I'm 50, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, one of my friends, she's 36, and she's, like, so frustrated that she hasn't become who she wants to become yet because she feels like she's wasted time. And it's like, so she's like, I can't, I can't like, start something. Right. But, guys, we can start things at any age. You can mm-hmm. have a big. Be- I want to have a beginner's mindset when I'm 100, mm-hmm. honestly, and be a student of life still. So I think letting, I love that, just letting go of the idea that any of us are ever masters where anything. we should be yeah, yeah just we are where we are mm-hmm. and a beginner's mindset is a great thing to have so if you're starting something new or you feel like you're starting over on something just you can just embrace it because that's where you are mm-hmm. and there's such beauty to the beginner's mindset yeah mm-hmm. and, and there's some really amazing people that are like i'm thinking of someone if anybody knows who janice cat perry is she's uh, written like in our in the church that we go to she's written like tons of like the hymn book songs. So she's like a really incredible like musical person and you would think that she'd been doing musical stuff since she was like an 11 year old maybe. But she actually was like way more into sports. She broke her foot when she was 35 and because she broke her foot she was like, well I can't do that so. And I think she played the piano. So she just like started doing music and then she's, I mean she's like an amazing musician and and composer but she didn't really even start into it till she was 36 mm. so it's kind of cool because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think of like these amazing people in whatever field they may be in of starting really early and that's how they got they're so good. naturally talented yeah but yeah. like not I don't know that's like a good example to me of like it really doesn't matter how old you are if you want to you really can just choose to put yeah. the time and energy into whatever it is so. at any age one of my favorite English professors she, I remember when she told me this, my mind was blown. She was so great. She had, her, she had her PhD. She was an amazing teacher. She was tenured. And one time talking with her, I realized she's like, oh, yeah, I raised all my kids. And then I went to school and started being a professor. After her wow. kids were like, I mean, I'm assuming her youngest was probably like a teenager or something. I had no idea that she had like That's started cool. in her 40s. That's cool. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, she was up at the top of my best English professors who had been doing that for decades longer so you can do whatever you want at any age guys it's so it's it's kind of making me really excited (laughs) talking about this okay well my um my second thing i do at new year's again with the idea of becoming and for me it doesn't feel overwhelming and i've been doing this now for i don't know six seven eight years i don't even know for a while And what I do is every year I print off a one-page sheet that has every, and I'll link this. I did this last year. Um, It's on our website, but I will link it again to this episode. So if you go to our show notes, we'll have every link we mention, and then I'll also just include, this is just a document for the year 2021. You can literally just print it off. It's just a year at a glance. So on one 8 by 11 sheet, it has every single day of the year there and what I do is with my family we choose so everybody gets to choose their individual things so it's totally individual but for my family for example two years ago our theme as a family was the Griffins are learners like that's our identity based thing Mm -hmm. we're learners because I want my kids to learn to love to learn that they don't have to have a subject mastered in fact I tell them and you guys have heard me say this but I tell them over and over and over when you feel that feeling in school 
where you don't understand something, instead of being like, oh, I, I hate this because I don't get it. Because we all like being good at things, don't we? I mean, yes. we love it when things come easily to us. We're humans. But I'm trying to teach them mm-hmm. that when you have that feeling of this is hard, lean into it. That means that your brain is stretching. Like, in, learn to enjoy that feeling of like, oh, this is hard. I'm really grasping for this. Or when you learn a concept and it almost hurts because it's, you know, like it's not clicking. Mm-hmm. Instead of running away from it, lean into that feeling. Like, your brain's going to get it. It just doesn't get it yet, right? So it's just, I mean, that's totally growth mindset and beginner's mindset oriented. But I wanted, anyway, so we had Griffins Are Learners. And we had our goal that helped us become that, our keystone. Oh, keystone habit. That's the term. Mm -hmm. Um, Our foundational habit to go along with that was, for me, just doing essentials with my kids every day. Which is you guys? You guys know my essentials. It's we do our memorizing thing, we read together, we say a scripture together, and that's it. I mean, mm. so simple, right? It takes us. It's not even very long, but it's this idea that we're kind of like taking time every day to soak in beautiful words and knowledge. And um, so on mine, so they each got their little thing, and they each get to choose an individual habit too. And now my kids are small, so. The little ones don't do this. <laughs> but, but they still get their little sheet, and we mark off our essentials. But for me, on my sheet, I have I do an X on each day that I do this. So one slash is that I did my family one. I did my essentials with my kids. Then I choose an individual habit. And then when I say this, so this is I'm going for, like, life-changing lifestyle. I'm not going for an accomplishment goal. I'm not going for any of that with this. It's literally just a... Deep down, I want this to be who I am. And if I do this one thing, it's going to help me become who I want to be. And that's my other slash. So, you know, like, if I do both of those things, you get two, it makes an X on on the day on my calendar. And if I just do one of them, then you just get one, right? So for me, um, this is, and this is going to go back. You guys are going to think I'm just so repetitive here. But I've already decided for this next year what my habit is going to be, my keystone habit. And I'm going to go back to, it was, let's see, it was, yeah, two years ago when Griffins were learners and my two things were essentials with my kids and a good miracle morning every day. And then last year I did something totally different. But I've noticed as I've gotten kind of off on my other goals this year, I am still doing those habits, but they're not as, um, I feel like I'm, haven't been, I've been like slipping on the quality Mm -hmm. on them. And so I'm actually going back to those same ones for this next year because to me, Becoming who I want to become all comes back to my miracle morning. It makes so that it's, it's the foundational habit that I build all of my other goals off of. And within those, I mean, I have like goal, looking at goals as part of my miracle morning. So mm-hmm. like I can set goals, like I want to write this, I want to do that. It's in that framework. So for 2021, that's going to be my goal is to actually like re-come back and focus on honing my miracle morning. Um <laughs> And making sure I do it every day. And the idea here, the cool thing about it is this fights the all or nothing mentality. This like method of having a year at a glance where you just get a mark off a day. Marking off, we know from Atomic Habits, is rewarding. You're making the habit rewarding. Anytime you get a mark anything, you get little um, rewards in your brain. So I'm rewarding myself by making the mark. I put it up on my bathroom mirror and I just like laminate it and put it up there with a Sharpie in my drawer. And it's really satisfying as the year goes on to like see the see it mark off. Yeah. But the other thing that it does is it combats the all or nothing mentality because if you miss a day, because we all do, 
well, maybe some people don't, but <laughs> I think most people do, is if you're going for a whole year, then it's fine if you miss a day because you're just going for overall, you want at the end of the year to m- have a lot of marks, mm-hmm. right? So even if you only, guys, even if you miss 100 days of the year, that's still 265 days of doing something that's a foundational thing that's going to change your life. Yes. So the idea is you're just adding up. as it's, You're just accumulating days. Mm-hmm. So, and again, this with my kids, I don't want them... I mean, how many times do you hear people say things like, oh, I already messed up the week, so you know what? Scratch it, I'll start mm-hmm. again on Monday. Or days. Like, how mm-hmm. often do we, like, we're having a bad day, we didn't do our habit that we're wanting, or we didn't treat our kids how we wanted to treat them, we didn't eat the meal, we didn't make the meal that we were planning on making, and so we just scrap the whole day mm-hmm. in our minds, mm-hmm. right? We're like, it's a bad day. Mm-hmm. But... I love the idea that at any moment, any time, we can change the trajectory of our day, of our life, of our gear. It doesn't matter what's happened before. It sometimes does take some change of, again, it's like momentum going one direction. You have to like take a minute. For me, it's breathing. Wow, this is going downhill. Mm -hmm. Hold on a second. Take a few deep breaths and change it. But it just combats that. And all or nothing mentality leads to things like addictions and numbing. So I think anytime we can combat that, it's a great plan. And so I love, it's actually my favorite thing that I've been doing now for a few years, but it's, for me, it makes the New Year's not overwhelming, just inspiring to think, this is who I want to become. And if I do this thing, it is going to help me a lot. Yes. It feels... It compounds over time. Yeah. yeah. It's just Simple. really nice. Yeah. yeah. I love that. One of my, um, so when I... I served a mission for our church, and we were making goals all the time. And for the most part, again, I really liked it because that's kind of my personality. But the very best, like, time frame of my mission was when my main goal that I paid attention to was just simply, like, every night I made sure that I was accountable to my companion, like, that I, like, just telling her, like, what I had done that day, oh. like, of out of my goals. But just that was, like, the only goal. And because that was my goal, I did have other goals, but that was, like, my only thing that I was, like, every night I'm going to, like, I'm just going to say, like, how I did on these things. And just me making the goal to, like, track it, like, be accountable made me, it was, like, my best. Like, it was, I excelled in every other goal so much better. So it's just that idea of whether you're tracking it with yourself on that paper, which I think is amazing, or if it's something that, like, you want to track with a friend or a spouse, someone, and, like, all you say is every night I'm just going to, tell my spouse, whatever your goal could have been. It could have been that I journal today and maybe what did you reflect on? Or maybe it's grateful thing, whatever it could be. But for me, like it was crazy how much better I excelled just when that was my main thing that I paid attention to was just accounting for some of my goals. Anyway, um, so I think that's cool. Whether it's on a paper or with a person, I think tracking or accounting for your goals is pretty awesome. Um, Another thing, so that I learned this is actually from Rachel Hollis, but it's writing, writing your goals down as though it's a current reality. So, um, like instead of saying like, I want to save X amount of money, you would say something like, I, I have $5,000 saved in my bank account. I'm just making up a number Mm. or, um, something that I really love. So like going back to the identity base. So like, maybe that is, maybe you do have a financial goal, so that could be one, but going back to like an identity based thing, I actually do this during Miracle Morning with like affirmation stuff. So mm. when you, so it's like, for instance, I want to be like who I want to be as a mom is I want to be someone who is quoting Janet Lansbury, like 
unruffled, mm -hmm. and an exceptional mother. So instead of saying, like, I want to be this, and even though that's maybe not super specific, and I know that there's, like, things about specific goals, but for me, like, in the morning, an affirmation, that's something that I say, and I you just say it as though it's a current reality. Like, I am an exceptional and unruffled mother. And by saying it, there's, like, a lot of scientific things that go into, like, instead of saying, I'm going to, or I want to be, which are good things, but it's not as powerful as like your brain hearing yeah. I am. Yeah, and so I just really love that. It's like a simple change as, as you're thinking about maybe what goals or who you want to be is writing it as though it's a current reality rather than maybe a future state, yeah. um, which I love that. I feel like it's actually kind of like mm -hmm. a simple hack because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we're all making goals, but why not just make it as yeah. though it's happening, as yeah. though it already is. Brilliant. So I love that. And then um, the other thing that I really loved, and this is from James Clear, Atomic Habits again, is um, after you've kind of, I think one of the biggest things that I really loved from that book was just some of the tools that he gave to making your habits and your goals easier. And so like after making your one goal that you've decided on or two, then from there, I love, so he has a quote that says, the more disciplined your environment is, the less disciplined you need to be. Don't swim upstream. And I love that. So it's like once you've decided one goal or two goals that you're going to do, then like set up your environment to make it easier. So so for Tara Lynn, it's the miracle morning thing. And we've already talked about some things that you do to make it easier. We I think we all have things that, whether it's like getting out your stuff and you have it in a certain place every time so you don't have to like be scrounging around in the morning or like you just have like make certain things in your environment so it's conducive for you to keep those goals and I think that's just something that I think is a really good it's like the second part of making the goal like it's it's easy to make the goal but then it's the second part of make it easier for yourself to mm -hmm. actually do it and so mm -hmm. yeah that's probably my, my last tip and we obviously talk up the miracle morning changing how each of us reaches goals so if you haven't read that book and you're listening to this podcast, it's a great turn this podcast off now and read this book. It is amazing. And I would say I like to even reread a little bit of the book or so Hal Elrod is the author. He has commissioned other inspiring people in different realms to mm -hmm. write versions of the book so there's a miracle morning for teachers a miracle morning for writers a miracle morning for parents a miracle morning for families i mean on and on and so if you've already read it and you want a little more inspiration i'll just go back and pick one that sounds good and i mean every single time i'm like double down yes it is so good i'll reread them because yeah i read <laughs> the original miracle morning and then every time i go back and read a different one like yeah. there's one for marriages one mm -hmm. for families and he it's great because he still has the section on Miracle Morning, so you're still getting everything. Right. And then you also just get all these other great tips. Yes. And if you're wanting to read that book, we'll put it in our show notes, but it'll be at findthemagic.co, and this episode is going to be episode 107. Right. So if you just click on 107, we have the links to all these things, and we'll put Hal Elrod's book there. It's so good. Again, because it's so good. You must. Yeah, it's just like a good framework to really complete any goals or habits too like it yeah. like sets up the time and the space for you to actually right do. it's the framework for it. Yeah, yeah exactly that's a great way to put it all right so our last tip is another self-identity focused thought. We are obviously on a theme here, not on purpose, but 
So my last um, thought is to really just ponder and think about what your true stable, consistent identity is. And I think this is especially important in relationship to parenting because I think it's very important that our kids see us consistently uphold our, our core values so that when they're at a time where they're not quite sure about theirs, that they can um, always look to us um, and some ways that I like to figure this out is to use um, some journal prompts or if you're more of like a meditative, just like thoughtful person, that's a little bit harder for me. So I tend to journal these things, but I like to ask myself, you know, when I'm at my very best, um, what are some words that people use to describe me? And this thought is from the work of Jim Lair and it's L-O-E-H-R, I believe, We'll link his book, um, but another question he uses is, what would you want someone to write on your tombstone or, you know, in your obituary? And just these thoughts always brings, bring up things like kind, empathetic, loving, caring, generous, and these aren't extrinsic things like wealthy, um, good-looking, fit, their house is always nice. I, I just don't think those are the things that people necessarily remember about us and Although I do think they can bring us joy uh, or happiness, I don't know if they always bring us true joy. Um, and I do know if I'm focusing a lot of my time on something, I would want it to be something that brought me true joy. So ask yourself those questions. Sometimes it helps me to ask, you know, what, you know, what is my why? But sometimes even better is to, if I ask myself, who am I making these changes for or doing these big goals for? And, you know, it often comes, times comes back to my kids or myself and my future self. And that helps me really get clear on what I want in a new year. And then after I've done that, I like to reflect on where I'm spending my time and my money. Um, the work of John Max Maxfield is helpful if this is interesting to you, kind of doing a deep dive on looking back on your year, I think he calls it a post-mortem post -mortem or a calendar audit where you look back on your year and determine where you're spending your time and determine what things you're spending money on. Um, and then, you know, just taking a critical eye and saying, was this a great use of my time? Or was this money I spent moving me toward my core values and goals or, or not? Was it kind of a waste? And, um, reevaluating those things. So really distilling and honing in on um, what is my true identity and am I spending time and money becoming more like that person or less? Because we can set goals and we can talk and we can have these big ideas, but um, until we, we turn around and look, we oftentimes don't realize we're spending a lot of time and money on other things. All right, guys, so that's our last tip for our first episode of 2021. It's kind of fun for us. We started Find the Magic in January two years ago, and so we are ready to find the magic with you in 2021. Thanks, everyone. Everyone knows that the housing market is insane right now. So whether you're buying or selling a house, it's just 
Absolutely crazy. Um, and speaking as someone who has both bought and sold a house in the last few years, I can definitely say that using a realtor from Utah House Doctors is a lifesaver. Um, so a couple years ago, we bought and sold a house here in Davis County. And um, with our realtor, we were able to definitely save a ton of money um, with both both processes. Um, we were able to price it right and it was something where we needed to sell it quickly because we were moving out of state and it was so helpful to have someone here while we were moving out of state to kind of handle all of that situation. It was so great. And then we just bought a house a year ago and the market has only just skyrocketed uh, since we sold our last house. Um, and we were actually able to get a house in a prime spot in Davis County um, and we got it for less than what it really should have gone for on the market because we had a realtor who knew what he was doing and knew what to look for. And it was just amazing. So um, we seriously, me and my husband recommend Utah House Doctors to anyone who is looking to buy or sell a house right now in this market. It is totally worth um, everything and it'll definitely end up saving you money and any sort of emotional or mental stress for sure. So definitely check them out if you're in the market. Their website is uthousedoctors.com. That's uthousedoctors.com. Hey everyone, this is Tara Lynn, and I would just like to give a personal thank you to everybody who has left us a review. They are so kind. I seriously get like teared up when I read them. Um, one of my most current favorites is from a mom. She says that our podcast came out about when her first baby was born and she'd listen to our episodes on every walk that she'd go on. And she felt like she had like her best friends walking with her. So I just want to let you guys know that um, we've had a lot of people say that we feel like they feel like we are their friends. And I want you guys to know that we think about you guys all the time as our listeners, and we I totally feel like you're our friends as well. So I just want to thank you for leaving us a review and let you know it is so helpful for us and our podcast success when you do leave us a kind review. So thank you. Um, if you are willing to leave us one, you just go to search Find the Magic on Apple Podcasts, and then you scroll to the bottom of the page and leave a review, and then you make sure you push send after you leave the review and give us a rating. Thank you so, so much, and hope you have a beautiful day. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> Brown cows. <laughs>